world. I'm Rochelle Indra, a life coach here to teach you the shit they should have taught us in school but didn't. Our society has a vested interest in keeping you stuck and unhappy so that you will try to buy your way out of it. But that's where I come in. I'm here to teach you how to give them all the middle finger. Week by week, I'll share bite-sized strategies on tackling overwhelm, onboarding good habits, creating boundaries, and actionable steps to rewire your brain to actually work for you instead of against you. This is a Soulfire production. Hello, hello, fam, and welcome to another installment of The Shit They Should Have Taught Us in School But Didn't. I am your fearless leader, Rochelle Indra, and today we're going to talk about something incredibly profound that my mother said to me in high school, which is pretty shocking because all I really wanted my mother to say to me in high school was, yes, you can borrow the car. Yes, you can have 20 bucks. Yes, you can stay out uh, till two in the morning having sex with your boyfriend. Here are a pile of condoms. In lieu of the fact that she never said any of those things, she did say a few things that were incredibly profound that I did not realize at the time and realize now, if I had listened to her, and please never tell her this, please never tell her that she said something so profound. I desperately don't want her to know that. Um, But if I had really listened to that I would have been better off in dating in my 20s, in the relationships I had of significance in my early 30s. And that was this idea that your partner cannot and will not meet all of your needs. So where are you getting your needs met? That is what we are going to look at today. First, obviously, we need to make sure that we understand what our needs are in life and who we need to meet those needs. And so that's what we're going to look at today. And the reason I think that I couldn't hear what my mom was saying in my teenage years that my partner wouldn't meet all my needs is because I grew up in the 90s with 90s rom-coms. And I was sold by the TV I watched, by the shows that I watched, that my partner would meet all of my needs, that my partner was going to be my soulmate, that my partner was going to um, complete me, that my partner was going to be my other half. Thank you so much, Jerry Maguire, for that one. 90s rom-com, don't even get me started, did such damage on my generation, the millennials, and also uh, Gen X, the um, generation that came right before me because it gave us this false idea that we were not complete people in of ourselves and our partner was going to meet all of our needs. Not only that, they were going to meet needs we had that we didn't even know we had until they met them for us. They were going to be our everything. And then we became incredibly disappointed in our partners when they didn't meet every single need and we walked away. Now, please know that I am going to do a podcast on toxic compromise, so please don't hear that I'm saying, oh, you should just compromise and you're not going to get what you want in a relationship, so just compromise in order to be in a relationship or to stay in a relationship, to keep a relationship together. That is not what I'm saying. What we're going to talk about today is the realization that you have needs, you have to know what your needs are first. And then figure out where in your life those are being met. So first, I want to make sure that you are really taking a look at what do I need 
in my life? What are my needs? I think that's something that we don't often think about until they're not being met, until they're not being met by our friends, until they're not being met by our partner, um, they're not being met by our family or our work. We often don't think about it until we're coming up against how they're not being met. So I think it's really important for you to first sit down and really look at what are my needs in everyday life and make a list of those things so that then you can look and say, where are they being met or where are they not being met? And not everything has to come from one source. So if you are in partnership, not everything has to come from your partner. If you are um, in a relationship with a friend, you have a best friend, not everything needs to come from them. If you are um, incredibly close to a family member or a parent, not all of your needs can be met by one person, nor should they be. We are pack animals. We are animals that need community. So we need to look at what our needs are and how we can spread them out amongst our community and not put them all solely on one other person. Today, I'm going to talk specifically about um, a romantic partner, but uh, also hear this if you're somebody who chooses not to be in romantic partnership, please also hear this as this is not up to your one best friend or your parent, as I said, or um, some some one individual that it, it needs to be spread around. So looking at some of the things that we could need in our life, right? You might be sitting there and being like, oh, I'd love to make that list, Rochelle. That sounds so important, but I don't even fucking know what my needs are. I want to go over some of the possibilities of what your needs could be for you to start thinking about, oh, okay, is that a need in my life? And and where does that come from? So the first one randomly that came to my mind, which seems kind of silly perhaps, but exercise. Uh, this came to my mind because when I was thinking about oh, what I was going to do my next podcast on, I was um, driving early this morning and I saw a couple running together, like really early in the morning, so I think like 7.30, I saw a couple running together and I just thought, oh, wow, look at them. They were in matching Lululemon outfits. They seemed really happy. They were really fit. They were keeping pace together, so they obviously ran together often, and I just saw them and thought can I kill them and get away with it? Like, can I just like slightly veer off the road and end this horrific picture? Because I hate nothing more than couples who run together. I think it's awful. I think it's disgusting. I always wish death upon them. But perhaps you are that couple. Perhaps you are that Lululemon matching outfit, you know, 5.30 to 7.30 in the morning couple that runs together. And if you are good for you, you just can't be friends with me which is fine. You wouldn't be. So uh, so if that's something that is important to you, for example, that um, your partner exercises with you, like maybe exercise is something that is incredibly important to you for your physical health as well for your mental health. We've talked a lot about um, me being somebody who struggles with anger. And for me, working out is something that I do for my mental health. I don't think we talk enough about how important exercise is for our mental health, for um, our mental health around, like I said, anger or uh, ADD, excessive energy. Um, 
working out can be really important for that as well, or for working out things that are going on in your life. I always tell clients, if you have a problem that you're not able to solve, get up and walk, get up and move, get up and exercise about it. I um, talk to my best friend while I exercise and all the time going, oh yeah, maybe it's like this. Oh, I could do this. Oh, I could do that. Oh, that's right, Rochelle. Like you're exercising, you're moving your body um, while you're doing this. So exercise is really important to me, but I'm also somebody who spent my whole life exercising by myself and I'm fine with that. But maybe you're somebody that it's really important to you to do this in tandem, to do this in community. So you need that in partnership. Perhaps it's something that you need to do in community, that you need to be in a running group or a tennis club or pickleball round robin or uh, with friends golfing. What, What do you need as far as exercise? Who can meet that for you? Yourself? Or, or others. Another one um, is religion. This is a big one. Are you somebody that's religious or spiritual? Where do you need that? There are some people who need community around that. They need to go to a church. They need to go to some sort of Bible study or some group and have a community of people who believe the same thing they do. Um, because they feel a sense of community about that. They want to talk about it. Um, that's something that's really important to them. I personally have very, very strong um, spiritual beliefs. And it's something I don't talk about too much because I worry that it might alienate other people because mine are very specific and fairly unusual. And I have realized that my spiritual beliefs are incredibly important to me. It is a huge part of who I am as a person. But it's not something I need necessarily community around. I don't need my friends to have the same belief system I do. I don't need to talk about my beliefs with my friends. I don't need to talk about it um, with my family or necessarily have them believe the same thing I do. But it's taken me 40 years to realize it is something I need from partnership. I don't need to advertise it to people, but I do need it to be something that my partner has the same belief system as I do. And I have been in relationships um, over the past couple of years with some really wonderful men that I got along with really well, that there were um, lots of things that worked really well about the relationship, and they met a lot of my needs but I realized that they didn't meet this one need of having the same beliefs. They were lovely about them and and, um, championed my spiritual beliefs and were understanding about it, but it really helped me focus down and realize that's wonderful and I really appreciate that in you, but I actually need a partner that believes the same thing I do. And it wasn't until trial and error. It wasn't until going on dates and, and starting relationships with men who were respectful of my beliefs Um, that made me realize, ooh, I actually, this is incredibly important to me. I need more. I need my partner to actually believe the same thing I do. And I need it so much that I've realized that I would rather be single than dating somebody that doesn't have the same beliefs as me. So that clearly means it is really, really high on my, what I need for partnership. That is something that I'm absolutely unwilling to compromise on. I would rather be alone than be in partnership with somebody who doesn't have my same belief system. And I'm, and I mean that with no malice. 
I mean that with no anger. Um, I'm totally fine being single. I'm totally happy being single. And I'd rather be single than not have that in partnership. So thinking about how important to you it is that you have the same spiritual beliefs or if you are somebody who it is incredibly important to you that you're an atheist or that uh, you believe in science versus any sort of spirituality. And maybe it's really, really important to you that your partner also does not have any spiritual beliefs, does not have any religious beliefs. Also okay if that's something that is important to you. So not having spiritual beliefs. Nature can be another one. Do you need your partner to to have the same philosophy as you around nature? Do you need to both be bird watchers? Do you need to both be campers? I mean, I live in Bend, Oregon, where every man is in a puffy coat and a beanie and camps on the weekends in their truck. It just seems to be sort of um, a prerequisite for living in Bend. And I don't like to camp. And that can be a deal breaker for some of the relationships that I've been in of they really want a partner to camp with them. Other men I've been with who love camping are happy to camp alone. They are meeting that need inside themselves that, and I'm totally okay with them going off for a weekend and camping alone, or they perhaps have a community of friends that they camp with, or they camp with their family, or um, if I've dated men with kids, they camp with their kids, and I don't have to be a part of that need being met for them. So really thinking about what's the need in nature and who can meet that for you. Hobbies. This is another big one I feel like a lot of people don't think about when they get into relationship is do we have the same hobbies? Because oftentimes when we start relationships, we let our hobbies go to the wayside because we're so excited to spend time with this partner. We're so excited to have sex. So we're like, ah, I'd rather have sex than play tennis. I'd rather uh, spend an evening with my partner going out to dinner than going to my knitting group or whatever it is. We often let a lot of our life go to the wayside when we um, first find partnership. And we really cement that relationship. And then as we feel really secure in that relationship, we then tend to go back to the lives that we had. And that's when we start to see, oh, this hobby I have is really important to me. And I want it to be a part of our relationship. And oh, it's not important to my partner. My partner doesn't want to be a part of it. Or my partner doesn't respect that I'm a part of it. Um, so, you know, I've got friends that I'm, I really love pickleball. So I've got a lot of friends that play pickleball and some of them either have partners that play with them or their partners are really um, understanding of how much it takes time for them to play. And then I've got friends that their partner doesn't accept it and is always um, making them feel guilty for choosing to do this, choosing to take the time to play their sport or to do whatever hobby it is. Like, oh, you're going to go do that again? Oh, you know, you want to make time for that? What about us? What about this? So making sure that in partnership, whether you're going to be entering a partnership, letting that person know, hey, this is a hobby I have that's really important to me, or sitting your partner down if you're already in partnership and saying, hey, 
this is something that means a lot to me, this hobby that I have. Even if your hobby is something at home, like um, working on a car perhaps, or doing a craft inside your home that, hey, this is my special time. This is my time alone with my creativity. This is a time alone with um, my entertainment or my joy. And I need that to be respected. And then thinking, is my hobby something that I'm okay doing alone or I prefer to do alone? Playing pickleball by yourself is really, really fucking hard. I don't recommend it. So that needs to be done with somebody else. But is uh, is your hobby something that you want to do in partnership? Um, is it something that you want to do in community? Who can meet those needs for you? I have um, a couple of friends I play pickleball with who are in their 60s and 70s, and I they'll talk about their uh, significant other, and I'll say, well, how come do they play pickleball? I'm like, yeah, they play pickleball too. I'm like, why can I never see you guys play together? They said, well, because we have a healthy relationship, and we realize that playing pickleball together would ruin our relationship, that if we did something competitive together, that would actually be detrimental for the relationship, so we do it separately. Again, that is people who have really taken the time to say, hey, where is the best place for this need to be met? Even though we both have the same hobby, it's best if we do it separately. I love that. I love that they've taken the time to really look at that instead of slipping into some sort of pattern of, okay, we play together, but we argue all the time. Um, We want to spend time together, not realizing this is not and good way to spend time together, that the competitiveness is not helpful in their relationship. They're making sure that they're taking the time to say, hey, what does this really look like for us? What what is really good for us in the relationship? So I love that. Um, Humor. Humor is the big one. Everybody says they want humor in a relationship, but how important is it really that your partner finds you funny or that you find your friend funny? or your partner, funny. Um, I have a few friends in my life who say, you know what? Humor, laughing together is really important to me, but I'm okay not getting that in my partner. I'm okay that you're, Rochelle, you're one of my good friends and we laugh all the time and we make jokes all the time and we're silly together. And having that need met in my friendship is enough. I don't necessarily need it in my partnership. So thinking about how important is something like humor and laughing to you, and is that a need that not needs to be met in partnership, or could it perhaps be met um, in your relationship with your children? Are you funny? Are you silly? Do you laugh and joke with your kids? And maybe you don't need it so much in your partnership or with your sister. Maybe you guys are hysterical together, and that's wonderful, and you don't mind your relationship being more serious. Just because we talk about, oh, everybody wants, um, I mean, I literally just said it a second ago, everybody wants humor in their relationship. Is that something you necessarily need? Um, Intellectual stimulation. This is another big one. This is one I feel like I come across a lot in coaching is somebody will tell me um, that they aren't stimulated intellectually in their partnership with their partner. And I say, are you stimulated intellectually at work? Are you stimulated intellectually with your friendships, uh, perhaps with a family member um, in your community? I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, I am, you know, I am with my friends or I am with, um, you know, in my job is really intellectually stimulating. And then we talk about, okay, is that 
an okay place for that need to be met? Do you, in addition, need that met at home? Or do you have no place in your life right now or you are feeling intellectually stimulated? Okay, fine. And you want that? Great. Why is the default that it has to come from your partner? Could that need for intellectual stimulation come from a new hobby, so a new community of people? Could that come from a friendship or somewhere else? Our, our automatic default is, seems to always be that it must come, f- that things that we need to fulfill us in our life need to come from partnership. Are there other places it can, it can come from? Um, the last one <laughs> is sort of a controversial one, but your sexual needs. Not everybody needs their partner to meet their sexual needs. This is something that society sells us, that our partner should fulfill us completely and meet all of our sexual needs. And that may be something that is important to you. Um, It may be something that isn't as important to you. And we will do some podcasts on sex. I assure you, whether you want it or not, it's going to be happening to you. These podcasts are coming for you. So get ready. But I think it's important to talk about in this context as well, that what are your sexual needs and where do you need them met? Are your sexual needs something that um, you can meet in yourself, that masturbation is enough for you to have your sexual needs met? And maybe you and your partner are either not that sexual or you're not feeling sexually fulfilled in your relationship, but you are feeling sexually fulfilled when you're alone, is that okay for you? There is absolutely no judgment there. There is no way it should be. There is no correct way your sexual needs should be fulfilled. It's really about what you need personally. And there are lots of relationships where the sexual needs are not being met in partnership and not being met enough alone, and therefore they have open relationships. Uh, polygamy, uh, polyamory. Um, there's all sorts of monogamish. There's all sorts of ways that couples uh, make that work for them. So that's another avenue that couples have figured out of, hey, I love you. I love this relationship. I love what we built. You're meeting a lot of my needs, uh, but we are not meeting each other's needs or enough of each other's needs sexually. So that is something that we've decided that we can go out and get in other places. And there's nothing wrong with that if you both are on board. So that's another thing to look at is what are your sexual needs and what are your sexual needs in your partnership and are there other places where that one can be met as well? And lastly, yourself. What needs do you have in your relationship that you can meet yourself, that you don't need partnership for, that you don't need friends for, you don't need a community for, you don't need your family for, what can you meet in yourself? And I talk to a lot of couples and a lot of um, people I work with around this idea, because I love this idea, of coming into a relationship as a full cup of coffee. That a lot of us come into a relationship with an empty cup or a half full cup, and we are waiting for our partner to fill up our cup of coffee. 
that they need to complete me. They need to be that other half of the coffee. They need to give and continuously give so that I'm full up and okay. Or you come as a full cup of coffee. You've done your work on yourself. You're open. You're listening to this podcast, which obviously all of my podcasts are changing your life and helping you be full. Of course, obviously, I assume you're doing whatever it takes to be your full cup of coffee. And then you have a partner who does not arrive as their Oh, sorry, I have to move around a little bit. Oh, my foot is cramping. Oh, you guys, 40 is hitting me hard. Woo, sorry. Here we go, back. I just needed to move around a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can't sit the way I used to when I was 39. Okay, here we go. So you come as your full cup of coffee. You've done your work, but your partner comes as a half a cup of coffee or an empty cup, and they have a straw. And they are dipping their straw into your cup of coffee in order to fill themselves up. And then they're like, great, awesome, wonderful. I am completely full up. Thank you so much for the coffee. It's amazing. I feel completely full. And now you have an empty cup or a half full cup of coffee. And you are constantly having to try to refill your cup just so the other person can siphon off from you. When really what we need in partnership is for us to come as our full cup of coffee, for them to come as their full cup of coffee, and then to be the whipped cream on each other's cup. So that even if the days you don't have that whipped cream, even if the days that that partner cannot meet you there, that partner cannot give, we've all had times where I've got nothing to give to my partner today. They're okay because they still have their full cup of coffee. And the whipped cream that you provide is just that extra wonderful boost. It's just that extra fun, just that extra excitement, that extra love, that extra enjoyment of life together. That for the days that you can't provide, they're not going around with a half empty cup. So what is it when you look at your list of needs in a relationship? What are the ones that you can meet yourself? Because so often when clients write down their list of the things they need, there are several of them that they can meet in themselves. That we, especially if you're around my age group, we were sold that that anything we possibly need, our partner should be able to fill for us. If they really loved us, they would fill this for us. And that's not true. There are many things that we are going to have to fill in ourselves first. So that's really where I want you to start making that list and looking and saying, which of these can I fill myself? Which of these can I do alone? And then which of these do I need partnership for? Do I need a community for? Do I need a friend, a family member, or my partner? And then start making that list and seeing who's meeting what for you. And if there is something that you need that's empty, that nobody is meeting, start looking at why and how long has it been that way. Hope that helps. Love you guys. See you next week. And let me know at TikTok or on Instagram or grab me at work, whatever. And let me know how this is going for you. Always love to hear. Thanks, guys. 
So there you have it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode and follow me at Coach Rochelle Indra on TikTok and Instagram.